Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is Archery Unfiltered, the show that cuts out all the nonsense and gets right to the core of what it takes to make you a better archer. Good evening, fuckos. Uh, your friendly Archery Unfiltered host, Wendell, here. And uh, we're kicking it off. It is the end of February. It is February 24th right now. I'm back on the Thursday schedule. I totally forgot it was Black History Month. Did you guys know? It's Black History Month right now. Um, <laughs> pretty neat. Uh, it, I guess more stuff's happening in the world. That we all kind of forgot what month it... Well, I mean, it's February. That's what month it is. If you want to celebrate other stuff, then yeah. You can you can get down. I mean, it's Valentine's Day sometime in the middle of this month also. The Yuba Sutter event came and went, and I predicted it all wrong. I predicted certain people would win. I predicted certain scores that did not come to fruition. My buddy, Antero... Uh, shot a 9.13 and I think he tied for first or he won first outright in his division but the he had his high score tied with my buddy Austin Watts they both shot 9.13s 9.13 is a decent it's a decent 9.20 score what I was told was that it was insanely windy up there I heard it was so windy that it blew a lot of people off target and that's why the collective bunch of scores were lower um, for anyone out of state that's listening to this, you don't know these guys, but this event was an orange spot event. Uh, you know, one of the benefits to living in California is that we shoot safari like all the time that the Redding style starts for us. The second Vegas is over. So, yeah, you know, we got to live in California. Yeah, we got to pay high taxes. Yeah, there's bum, there's hobo shit fucking everywhere. And, you know, you got to wear a mask to go to bed. But the plus side of living in California, orange spots. The second Vegas is over, we get to start practicing for Redding. And I know that, you know, I think Washington's starting to do it now or maybe Oregon's doing it. One of those other, you know, one of the other northern states. Uh, or west west uh, coast states. I know a lot of you other guys in other states are doing ASAs now. I think Foley's coming up this weekend. Um, that's really cool. It's it's kind of neat how on the different halves of the country, there's like different cultures in in archery. It's like what what does your outdoor hold for you? Well, for a lot of you guys, it's going to be 3D. For us, it's 3D, but with orange spots. I think down south it's like feta shit. I don't know. It's weird. Not not like the south. Like you guys in the south shoot, you know, 3D forever. Um, but like on the west coast in the south, I think we're they're just feta guys. I don't know. It's hard to say. I really don't know. You guys in the in Southern California are really quiet. <clears throat> um, 
I wanted to give a shout out to a listener of the show, uh, my buddy Tim. Uh, he shoots bow hunter. He sh- he effectively shot a three hundred bow hunter setup, and uh, I think that's amazing. Uh, guys like Tim kind of embody what I push on this show all the time, which is like we're gonna make the gear not an issue. We're gonna make it so it doesn't hinder you. And then you're going to work hard, and then you're going to get results. And uh, my buddy Tim did that. I thought it was awesome. He he messaged me when he shot this badass score. And uh, I think it was like a three. I think they shoot like 320s or something. or three No, a 360 round? 340 round? I can't remember what it was. But effectively, he shot a 300 somewhere in there. It was pretty amazing. Anyway... I wanted to bring up a bunch of things. We're going to get into the bowstring debate with Rudy Sandoval in a little bit. Um, you guys know I've been pushing um, Tom Parkinson's strings. I, I really like them. They are top quality. Uh, they're a fraction of the price of a premium string. And they're they're just no bullshit. And you guys know me. I, I try to be as little bullshit as possible. I try to keep my bullshit to a, mean, a minimum. Speaking of bullshit, has anyone watched, or I'm sorry, listened to the most recent Bow Junkie with Jill Turner? It is freaking good. And it's a, I, I know you guys are like, come on, man, while you keep plugging uh, Bow Junkie, guys, <laughs> I, I, I want you guys to have good information, all right? And I believe in the, in this Bow Junkie with Joel Turner where uh, Greg Poole interviews Joel Turner, there is a fuckload of good information. I think Joel Turner is on some next-level shit. I've said it in the past. Bodie's a perfect example of that. If you guys listen to my earlier episodes where I talk about what I take, my take on the shot IQ thing is, it's very similar. I think I got it pretty damn close to what he is saying. I think there's more to his program. You know, he does these little tests and stuff to kind of fine tune your mantras or whatever. But I, I, I think I had it pretty close in my, my early episodes. Um, I think it's next level stuff, dude. And if you, if you can, if you can stomach listening to Greg Poole so that you can listen to Joel Turner, it's definitely worth it. Um, <laughs> I came to this realization while, while listening to it, I Greg Poole ain't that bad. He's just like, he's like a white dude that freestyles at parties. And, you know, you guys ever get been to a party or like a get together, and then there's like a white guy. Maybe he's got dreadlocks. He's like, hey dude, you got to listen to this sick beat I just wrote. And then he, you know, you're like, fuck, I'm cornered. I I got a drink in each hand. What am I gonna do? And then he starts rapping in front of you, and you just got to sit there and listen to it. As cringy as it is, that's Greg Poole. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't that bad, all right? He's just got to be able to sit through, a, you know, he's that guy. He's the dude that freestyles at parties. Um, dude, if he, <laughs> if you drank, if you drank every time, if you drank like a shot of whiskey every time he said, don't get it twisted, you would be dead every episode. <laughs> you would die. Um, Joel Turner, man. He says some shit in this episode that is insanely awesome. Um, you a lot of you guys know 
I've gone through this period of uh, I went from shooting 40 ounces of weight on my bow to shooting about nine. Joel Turner talks about why he thinks the lightweight bow setup is superior. And I know when it, the way I described it was I find myself overcorrecting less with a light bow, right? With you know, with a, a really heavy bow, you start to drift out, you got to put more into it to get it back to middle and sometimes you can put a little bit too much and you go over where you want to go or you go past where you want to go. With a light bow, the pin's moving really quick, but you're never doing like these really big movements to get that pin back in. Joel was saying that with a light bow, the pin's always moving back to center. And I kind of get, I think what he's saying is similar to what I'm saying. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I was saying overcorrecting, but basically you're never getting thrown out by the weight. You're controlling the pin. Um, Again, I'm kind of putting words in Joel's mouth. You guys should really listen to that Bow Junkie episode. Um, he said something in the Bow Junkie episode that I've been saying to people, and I I don't think, you know, this is something I just came across on my own, but I think other people have come across this. I've had friends that have asked me, like they said, hey, Wendell, I'm finding that I get locked at, to 6 o'clock on the spot. I can't get my pin up to the X or to the 10. Like, what is that? You know, I think that's a form of target panic, right? But the way I deal or that the thing that I've dealt with in the past, I I've never had that problem of being locked off of a spot. But what I've done in the past as an exercise, because my, I was getting tired of the hold that I had, or I was becoming unhappy with the way I was holding on a spot as I took all the weight off of my bars and I shot it with no weight and the pin dances around like crazy, but you have total control of the pin. I mean, not total control. You can put the pin on this, but you can put it anywhere you want. It's going to fly off, but you can put it back on there. It's when you start tacking weight on that you start freezing on certain spots. I mean, when you get too much weight is when you start freezing on certain spots. Um, I don't know. It, it's just crazy. It's a crazy good episode. Uh, as much as I shit on Greg Poole, I think uh, it, there's a lot of good information there. And I would advise anyone who has the time to go listen to that episode. Uh, really good stuff. And, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, you guys. My buddy Antero, the guy who shot the 13, the 913. 2-2 Archery is his uh, Facebook page. You guys should check it out if you're interested in buying orange spots. He makes them. He does all the reading sizes. So uh, if you guys, you know, have a home range or, you know, a little local field that doesn't mind you putting your own stickers up, you can put those up uh, and start practicing for reading. Uh, the countdown to reading is on. It's the outdoor Vegas. <laughs> so uh, I hope you guys enjoy this one. Um this is just, you know, I got Rudy on the show so to kind of correct me on, you know, there's kind of like this, people are thinking I'm bad-mouthing gas bowstrings, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not bad-mouthing anything. Maybe I am. Maybe it comes off like that because of just the way I speak. But the big thing is I'm trying to give people, tell people there's other options out there to premium bowstrings. They just don't know about them. And, you know. 
I believe that a lot of premium bowstrings have hype around them. Um, and I think when you get a, a set of strings made by a craftsman, there's no hype. It's just pure performance. So, eh, you guys, it's America. I, I urge you to form your own opinion about this. All right. And whatever your opinion is, I will respect it. All right, guys. So, without further ado, uh, enjoy this one. This is going to be a long episode. Uh, homework. I hope you guys are all tuned up. Get your third axis in. Get X, Y, and Z in. Get your tuning done. Start shooting arrows. Uh, my training plan is going to start next week. For me personally, it's going to be starting to put... I'm going to try to do... Let me see. I'm going to try to do... 400 arrows next week and it's not like and some people will be like oh well you know in the olympics they shoot 400 a day or whatever that's a tall order for me i'm gonna try to shoot 400 arrows next week um and in that time i'm gonna just work on making the bow comfortable i'm gonna refine my back bar angle i might start on this tomorrow start refining my back bar angle and start figuring out where to add a couple ounces here or there um and that's it. That's that's what I would urge you guys to do. A lot of you guys have your sight marks already. Refine sight marks if you can. Okay? But mainly, get get some reps in. Start putting some arrows down. It's not a bad idea to start putting reps in at 60 yards or 70 yards. Okay? Um, I truly believe pounding at 60 yards is one of the best ways to practice. Uh, especially if there's, you know, an orange spot downrange that you can aim at. All right, guys. So, uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy this, this conversation with Rudy. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, he's got no problem telling me that he thinks I'm a jackass. Hey, I am here with Rudy Sandoval. Pro, What's up? Pro staffer for Hoyt... Uh, Hoyt Archery, uh, Easton Enthusiast. How are you tonight, Rudy? Yeah, I'm doing very good. Just got home. Cool. So, dude, I thought I would call you because you're a very good friend of mine. You tend to tell me when I'm out of line, and I seem to have ruffled a lot of feathers with, like, my recent two podcasts. Uh, I, you know, I've have, I said some things, <clears throat> like, uh, regarding premium bowstrings and how I thought a lot of them were hype, you know, that you're paying like, you know, the mo- most of us shooters are paying over uh, for hype and for, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The return you're getting is not the same. And I had just gotten strings from this guy named Butch Baker who makes them for Steve Anderson and Linda Ochoa. They're fucking awesome strings. Um, but, and Butch I'm, makes the jigs, doesn't he? Yeah, Butch Butch makes his jigs. Um, so, you know, I I was just trying to share that, like, you know, for I don't want to say half the price, but for much less than the cost of like some premium strings, you can get premium strings. They just don't have a fucking fancy shrink tubing on it, or you know, they don't come with a blue jersey. Mm-hmm. 
So I seem to have gotten like a little bit of hate, um, or not really hate, well, but you know, people felt the need to correct me. Well, you you mentioned price, right? So yeah, um, I'm going to say the average price for a bowstring is about 150 dollars. Yes, and and that's, that's going to be no matter what manufacturer you go with. Right. Right. In now, my experience, just to, before you continue, in my experience though. Yeah. I have bought in premium strings like the first light magnums, right? Which were what like two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, and I, you know, I gave those to you at cost, by the way. Yeah, I, I remember you hooked me up with a deal. And here's <laughs> the thing: I like I like those strings. I won field nationals with them, right? I I still stand by what I'm saying now, which is, you know, Tom Parkinson made a set of strings that are on par with that. And I think, you know, I'm just trying to, my main thing was I was trying to spread this word to the rest of these guys, you know, in the Bay Area archers in general or California archers, most of them are more on the side of noob than, you know, experienced shooter. And I feel like noobs can save some money. You know, Like, what's the one thing that happens when we first get into archery? We piss a ton of money away on shit that is unnecessary. You know, you buy crap like nose buttons, the HBX release, um, you know, just crap like that. That you know, it's a two hundred dollar detour. Uh, that you know, if you didn't take, you'd be on a you, you know, you wouldn't be wasting so much time. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're trying to run of like a financial, if you're trying to run like the Dave Ramsey version of the podcast, then I, I could see where where you're going with that, but. <laughs> For everyone that doesn't know, but, Dave Ramsey is a guy that like helps people get out of debt, and I'm yeah, not. But, uh, I'm not. But I. But I think like there's there's a lot of people that get into any sport, and and they like to buy gear. I mean, it's just it, it's kind of the way it is. Like like I like I like getting I like buying gear too, and and I'm pretty frugal when uh-huh. it comes to spending my money. Yes, but you know, like I do like to buy gear. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, what what I'm against though is like uh, manufacturers or people trying to sell you something that, um, or selling something under the false guise of uh, of that. If you buy this site, it's going to make you better, or you buy this whatever. Correct, and, and you're you're going to gain points. You know, I'm against like those types of claims. But as far as like, correct, like. I, you know, some somebody making a product. I mean, I mean, shit's about to get expensive, dude. Like, 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 we just got a we just got a an email today from a major Aerorest manufacturer that that the Aerorests are going up another forty dollars. Spot Hog. Okay. No Aerorest. A A E. A A E. Spot Hog makes Aerorests. Yeah. Well, I'm, t- I'm t- um, it, um I'm not going to say who it is yet because I'm sure not all dealers have gotten all the information yet. Uh-huh. But just say, but the rest already cost 250 bucks, right? And now, and now that error rest is going to cost Hamskia 290. God damn! No, not not it's it's not them. Okay. I'll I'll, t- I'll 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 tell you in a in a couple of days, and then you can you can you know update everybody. But it's like <laughs> it just needs to get out to all the dealers first. Out of the right, right, gotcha, story. gotcha. Okay, so. So the thing is, is like, like stuff's getting more expensive. Labor's getting more expensive. So like, I don't really see. Is this from inflation? Like, yeah, inflation, like supply chain, like stuff costs more. Like to, and, and here's the funny thing. Here's the crazy thing, dude. Like, 
most manufacturers in archery are really awesome and don't increase prices so like the following year so like if, if they incurred any additional manufacturing costs like they they typically don't raise the price on dealers mid-year so so the fact that they're doing this mid-year like says a ton mm-hmm. to what's happening right now because right uh like going they, down. It, it, it's it's something that is it's a practice that normally never happens like right they only they only ever do that like the following year. So like you find out at the ATA show or, you know, or like when, whenever they send out like, you know, the, the, you know, the pricing for, for the following year and you're like, Oh wow, look, everything's going up. Like it's, right. it's normal. Right. But like when it's happening mid year, that means like shit is getting expensive really fast. Right. And, and it's getting more expensive to produce. Well, I can but, imagine, you know, with this, you know, war or, you know, this conflict that's going down in Europe, the price of oil is going to go up, and when the price of gold, oil goes yeah. up, everything goes up, you know? So yeah. I'd imagine, but, you know, things will get tough for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I mean, stuff's just getting – is going to be more expensive. And so – but as far as, like, like string goes and stuff, like, I don't think any manufacturer right now is taking advantage of anybody price-wise on a string. I, I'm going to say that the only string manufacturer that probably was uh, – I'm going to say a bit overpriced, but I really, those were one of my favorite, one of my favorite sets of strings was the, um, the exit wire magnums. Like those were amazing strings, Yeah. but I don't, I don't know if they were $200. Right. And they were slower. Like they were noticeably slower than other strings, but well, here's the thing. Okay. I had those strings. I shot the shit out of them. Um, the timing was great. They didn't fray up and get crazy. But, you know, servings broke. Like, I remember you repaired the serving on that set of strings for me mm-hmm. um, right before Nationals. Like, do you remember that? Like, I, I was like, yeah, holy shit, it, what am I going to do? It flattened out right where the the the, the, the draw stops, yeah. you know, the cam stops. I was hit, shooting a spiral cam. Yeah. So, look at, like, um, I think we should catch everyone up as to what happened. Like, in the last two uh, episodes, I badmouth some string manufacturer. I, ba- I badmouth the concept of premium strings when there are guys like Tom Parkinson out there making really high quality sets f- for less. That's mm-hmm. that statement that I made does mm-hmm. not. It leaves a lot of stuff out, and I am. There's a lot of things I'm. I will come clean about. The first is that I own a set of gas strings. And I think a lot of people think I'm just bashing on strings willy-nilly. And that's not the case. Like, I own a set of bash strings. Or, uh, gas strings. I bash gas for the Freak Show set because I believe the Freak Show set is hype. Right? And I know they're telling me... So, it's, you, so, it's, you, so you weren't saying that in general gas is overpriced or... No. Yeah, I, well, what I was yeah. saying is there is a ceiling on performance for a set of strings, right? Like, you're not going to gain any points... You're just not gonna. You're you're trying to have a set of strings that won't creep, so you don't lose points, right? So that shit doesn't change on you in the middle of shooting. Um, so the ceiling, there like there's a ceiling on performance, and I think beyond. I, I all I was trying to say was like this guy Tom Parkinson makes strings at that ceiling for way less than these other string companies do. Yeah. So. I mean, okay, so, because here's the thing, right? So, like, I don't know Tom Parkins, but I know that, like, he makes strings for, like, Steve Anderson and mm-hmm. Linda Choa. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know what level of manufacturing he's at. 
but right. he's a one man he's a one man show yeah he's a re- he's one man show he's he's a one man show he's really a, he's he, a craftsman yeah he's selling something at a price that like he's comfortable with mm-hmm. you know but like if the 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 thing is is that like you got to understand that like the the strings that are being sold by all companies cuz like like i said 150 is about average right for 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 a set of premium strings mm-hmm. um you know, you got to understand that these these string manufacturers have overhead. They have, oh. they they they're not just they they have and and they, they also have to. I understand. To sell them to the dealers. And so that's so, what I think is some of the things that I left out. I understand there's overhead. They have employees they have to yeah. pay. Uh, I know they have insurance. I just I just don't think that Tom Parkinson's as a one man show is going to be able to meet the demand of the industry like other companies. Have. Well, that's the thing. I don't think Tom and and it's a special and it's a special case. And I don't. And I might be putting words in his mouth, but I don't think he's trying to do that either. I think he's no. happy yes. servicing his client. I agree. His, 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 uh, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like West Coast right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're we're doing some very unique things in the industry. Is well, I don't want to say unique. We're just we treat people right. Mm-hmm. Um, we do charge a premium um, for the services that we provide, and people are willing to pay that. Right. And people drive as far as you know, three and a half. Three hours to three and a half hours. Are you guys just, not coming in that, from out of state. Like, don't people? I know people come from out of state to go to West Coast. I mean, we have guys that drive from Reno all the time. Yeah. Um, I've had guys that drove from Winnemucca uh-huh. that listen to um, both our podcasts actually um, to buy bows. And like, just it. I guess my, my point is, is that like we like we're doing like a really good job, and then we just hired another uh, person, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, Austin Watts, who's another phenomenal target shooter and hunter, right. you know, who, who cares about about the work that they do. But there's no way that, like, we can, like, service the entire country, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, we're, 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 we're small, you know? Like, I don't so, think, look, I don't think, I mean, I don't want to put words in Tom's mouth, but I don't think he's trying to do that either. I don't think he's trying to take the place of gas bowstrings yeah. by, any, by any means. He even, you know... He even told me, like, you know, I bought those strings. I didn't, I didn't tell him, like, hey, hook me up and I'll, I'll plug your, plug your shit or whatever. I, I bought a set outright, and I was like, I just want you to know, Tom, like, these are the shit. Like when I put them on Jim's bow, I was like, these are awesome. I'm gonna talk about them. I hope you don't mind. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. He's like, I don't care. You know, he's like, if you like them, great. If not, tell me what I did wrong. <laughs> and, yeah. And he, dude, he, he's, he's called me and he's called Jim. To make sure our like the strings were good, so it's like if you there's no way that's possible if you're doing like gas volume. You know what I'm saying? You'd have to hire a guy just to follow up with people. I I would I would disagree with that. I I uh, uh, every time I've emailed Eric mm-hmm. at gas or he responds within twenty minutes. Okay. Of an email, and uh, that's the thing. You, you, you know, emailed and, him. He didn't email you to check up on you. That's what I'm saying. Like this dude cares about, you know, the yeah. fact that he just so gave you a set let of me, Let me let me ask you a point. Like, what's your? Let me ask you a question. What's your point? What What are you trying to accomplish by uh, getting the word out about Tom Parkinson strings? What are you trying to get by making the comparison from one company to Tom Parkinson? Okay, so like how do, how does that make how does that make uh, how does that help you how does that help uh, a person? Okay, so I'm trying to help 
all the amateur guys in the Bay Area or you, whoever Ooh. listens to the show, right? Mm-hmm. By saving them fifty, seventy dollars, right? Okay. And that's fifty to seventy. I'm saying, like, look at you. Don't if you can go without the the shrink tubing that says Freak Show on it, you can have a set of strings that is as good. And okay. and and that's it. And it'll just it'll save you money. That money can go towards something else. It can go towards entrance fee to a tournament. It can go towards, you know, fucking gas to get to Reading. You know, like whatever, any of that shit. And yeah. that's the thing I'm trying to tell. It's the same reason why I, you know, I was pushing carbon craft stabilizers for. for so fucking so ever. so so. Do you think that we rip people off at West Coast because like our our strings cost a hundred about a hundred fifty dollars? No, well, no. I don't think you guys rip people off. I'm just telling people there's other options. Yeah. All right. I think that's fair to say that there are other options. Because Tom doesn't do mass production shit, you can't go to West Coast and order Tom Parkinson strings. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, I'm just trying to express... And that's the other thing. He's just doing 452 natural. He's not doing, like... I mean, he might do other colors. I don't think he does, though. I, You know, people have to call him and ask him. Yeah. I think I think I think uh, I think um, people would be pissed off with you because, or I mean, honestly, I don't know why. Like may, maybe just the way you you sold, you made the comparison. Mm-hmm. It it was maybe a little more abrasive than the way that you're explaining it to me now. Right, right, and let's you know? let's be honest. I have a tendency to do that. I've done that in the past too. Yeah, you know, but like, I mean, at the same at the same time, though, it's like like the best thing that somebody can do actually is actually, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say the best thing that they can do. Like we, we don't, we don't sell a lot of gas strings mm-hmm. at West coast. Um, I do sell a few for, you know, people that want them, uh-huh. but we like, like we mostly sell AB pretty much only sell ABB. Uh-huh. Um, and, and that's just cause we haven't had any issues with, or I should say we have very, very few, issues with their with their product right um and not, i'm not saying that like other other companies um have like a ton of issues but like you know you guys are going to go with the set of strings that have the least issues yeah we're going to go with the set of strings that have the least they're, they're consistent so like one thing like and, and like i said i don't know anything about tom parkins but like it's parkinson parkinson sorry but what by buying the set of strings, at least the set of strings that we sell for 159 bucks, mm-hmm. um, like I know that those strings, there's not going to be any serving separation. Right. There's not going to be a uh, peep rotation. Okay. And if there is, they warranty that string for two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And um, you know, it you're 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 also buying a string that from a company who's paying federal excise tax. Right. Which I, I'm not saying that other companies not. He does. Um, you're also, Tom does you're too. also, yeah, you're, you're, you're paying for um, someone that has manufacturer's insurance. He does. Tom also, you has know, that. you know, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, so, so I um, talked to him. If someone, if someone is willing, but here's the other thing too, is someone willing to, it, if someone's willing to do their, build their own set of strings, or sorry, if someone's willing to do all the work themselves, and they and they you know they have their own bow press and they're, and they're willing um, to do it in their garage. Then yeah, go buy go buy those strings. 
Right. But, That's the other thing. But but if you don't have a bow press and you don't have someone, then then you're going to pay uh, a little bit more. But you're it's going to get set up by a professional like myself, and it's going to be done right. Mm-hmm. And and you're going to have a much better result. Right. And you're going to have something. Yeah. And so I think that's where you made the mistake and didn't draw those comparisons. And sometimes I feel sometimes I feel like you you want to like draw these like ultimatums oh, or, or like I have no controversy. I have no ultimatum, but I mean, let's just call it what it is. Let's just be honest. You, you know how I am about honesty. And the one thing that I'm all about is like just let's just be honest. No bullshit, right? You know, like yeah. wh- like. You pretty much can't beat 452X, right? I'll say any color, but natural seems to be even more stable because there's no wax in it. You can't seem to beat it. It's been around forever. No. There's I mean, you've been preaching that for a long time. For a long fuck. Even when people yeah. were starting to get on uh, uh, Ghost, the Ghost strings, right? I was still shooting 452X. My gas strings are specced out of 452X. So... Mm-hmm. um. That's the thing. Like, let's just be real, all right? Like, you know, ABBs are 452X. It's probably why you guys have, like, the least amount of problems with them. Or it could be the way they serve them or who knows what. But, um, like, okay, if we can all agree 452X is the stand, the gold standard, okay, for a string, then beyond that is craftsmanship and, and just being, like, the way it's built, right? Would you agree? It's the skill of the person on that the day. Skill of the person it. building it. Yeah. yeah. So I think when you get a guy like that, that's a craftsman. I think it who does does not do uh, like hundreds and thousands of these. Um, you know, you're just getting something else. I think you're getting a, a, a superior product. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. I think, I think, I'm. A, I mean, like I said, the. I think I told you before the best string. The best string that gets built is the one I build myself. Yes. For me. Yes, and I would agree with that. You know, and that's, you know, it's it, it, it's it's labor-intensive. Building strings sucks. I mean, it's... Yeah, I always it, cut my fingers. Yeah, you cut your fingers. It's not it's not something that... that it's like, not, the, the thing it's is, not the sexy string, the at all. String, the thing is, is like, and this is my opinion, is that there's way too many... Uh, bowstring companies out there and people on archery talk building strings mm-hmm. that that make and the, and even like on eBay, archery talk, wherever Facebook, there's so many garbage string makers out there, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I, I'm gonna say that. I mean, just complete garbage. Sixty X strings. Right? Uh, I'm gonna say yeah. I'm like I'm not a fan of sixty X string. Mm-hmm. I've had people bring those strings in there, and I'm just not a fan of the way they're put together. Right. Um, I've I've had people that order them online and then they 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 bring them in sort of chrome on their bow and the measurements are all wrong. It's just like like it, I've never had like one and I've never bought one personally or had a dealer agreement with them, but I've dealt with people that have purchased them and like it's it's <laughs> never been I've bought them. It's it's never been a good thing. I've, I've never had good success with it. Guess what? They're a hundred bucks. <laughs> And then yeah. you can get 452 for 100 bucks through 60x, but the serving separation is insane on those. Well, anyways, my, my my point is is like is like there's a lot of garbage out there. Yes, and there's a handful of companies that do do a good job. Yes, right. And I'm gonna put, you know, I'm gonna put ABB gas, um, and um, 
uh, first string. I don't know where first string is now. I heard they got bought out by another company. Um, but I'm going to put an, and first string up there as like, you know, on the big, on the, on the mass manufacturing side as, as like a quality string builder. Okay. Right. And, um, and then, and then, like I said, I've, I've never had one of Tom Parkinson's strings, but I'm sure they're amazing if Steve shoots them, you know, cause I mean, he wouldn't right. not be shooting them if they weren't good, you know? So, mm-hmm. but so what I would urge people to do is to like, and it's tough because there is a lot of hype out there in the industry and it's hard to like navigate which strings are good and which ones aren't because like well, everywhere yeah. you go and here, cause here's like, here's like the real problem, right? Uh huh. And I feel like the real problem is um, like with archery tribalism and that's like the staff shooter, the yes. guy, the guy who gets a deal on the string and therefore they're the best strings or the best whatever because they got, they're getting a deal on, on mm-hmm. the product. Yeah. And or I, mean, got, I saw a guy or they got the Jersey, you know? Yeah. And it's like, they've built like this identity around the product. And then it's like, it's like, if something's wrong with it, it's like, they're almost too afraid to go to the manufacturer and be like, Hey, this is garbage. Right. Right. You know, okay, or, so- or, Hey, I have a problem with this. I watched, I watched two guys almost get in a fist fight in Reading over, over a guy, a, a guy saying that vein tech was better than another vein company. And like, Flex and Flex? like, I don't even remember what the other one was. It's just the guy was wearing a vein tech Jersey. So it just like stuck out in my head. And like, they were just like arguing with each other about like, like they're like, yeah, well, you, they, they almost got into like this, like this fight over it, over veins. And and I'm sitting here going like, it, it it's just veins, dude. Like seriously, like yeah. Well, that's the thing. So that's what I didn't want my my words to get. I didn't want it to devolve into a brand tribalism argument because it's so, dude, it's so beneath us all as archers, right? But. I think yeah. that's the way I came off being, you know, it did. As, as hostile as I am just in general, a little bit. just in, you know, just in general. But here's the thing. Okay. That thing that you said that guys get loyal to a set of strings, right? Or, a, or a product, they get loyal to it. And then when shit goes bad on them, they refuse to address it. Okay. Now I've seen that with ghost strings. I've seen that with gas strings, okay? And I've seen it to where people would not, like they had timing issues every few months, right? And they refused to admit it until they started shooting a different set of strings. Did they Did they ever contact the manufacturer and, and say like, hey, I'm having trouble? I don't know, Rudy, did you? <laughs> I mean, you're one of these guys that that refused to admit that you had issues with gas strings. You know, I know you had timing issues with it and I know other friends of ours had timing issues with them and dude, Jim's strings. They look like they look like they've been through a fucking a war, you know? Um, but look, at, so here's the thing. Well, okay. So I also, right, so I also have thing, to correct right? like, like I also have to add, right? I said this on the last podcast. I saw two sets of of ghost strings that were two years old that almost looked brand new. I mean, they were dirty, but they weren't fuzzed up. They were, you know, they were shot, but they weren't they weren't all fucked up. So, like, I should be very clear in saying 
like my gas strings and those gas strings that I saw over the weekend are holding steady. Yeah. But I think, I think, I think, uh, after thinking about it today, cause we, after talking to you this morning, uh-huh. like, I think, I think every manufacturer has had, uh, I think at, at the bigger level, like is going to have problems like they're, or they're going to have a guy who maybe. Well, especially when did you did you get a did you get a string that was built on Friday afternoon, or did you get a string that was exactly. built on Monday morning? Exactly, you know, and so exactly. so and so so the big thing is is that is like what I guess what the menu what what does the manufacturer what what does the manufacturer do to uh, fix that problem? Mm-hmm. You know, do they warranty their product? Do they you know then you know send replacements and stuff? You know, and it's like right. Well, and you know, gas like, definitely does do that. Yeah. You know, um, so, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to tell you personally, I'm like, I, I'm not going to tell you what, what to think or what to say and not to, I mean, I'm just not going to like start bashing another, you know, company. Right. I'm not trying to, I realized I just did that with Gat, with, uh, with a 60 X a minute ago, but like, I forced it to, the, I, I, I put the, I put that in your lap. So, you know, yeah, but, but the thing is, is like, I mean, I, I I'm I'm not going to disagree with you and not, and say that like a custom built string is is not is is going to be most of the time I'm not going to even say most of the time um, it can be better mm-hmm. but it can also be worse too yes. because like I've seen I've seen guys build strings that claim that they make awesome strings like right. be complete junk you know and it's right. like I remember I mean, Emerson had a set of strings that stretched on him in Reading and they were built by a legit string builder. You yeah, know. and and it's like, and we're all, we're all human. It's funny because like even like when we sell new bows to people, and you know we're, you know we're 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 putting strings on people's bows. It's like, you know the 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 old I should say you rewind like ten years ago. You know people would buy a brand new bow, and like before they even shot it, they were already putting a new set of strings. Yes, on the bow. yes. they wouldn't even shoot factory strings. And and the joke was like, well, yeah, you know nobody shoots factory strings, and it's like, well how can the manufacturer build such an amazing product and then make such shit, <laughs> shit strings? And it's like, when it's like, I mean, a, an engineer can design a riser, a machinist can build it exactly to spec, right. You uh-huh. know, using, using machinery, but a string is still an art form. Yeah. You, you've said before the string is yeah. the part of the bow that's still built entirely by hand. You know, I mean, they have, they have the help of machines, but yeah, you know, it, but- it's uh someone's got tie still, a knot. Yeah. It's still it's you're still relying on the craftsmanship of the person who's building the string. All right. Well, hey, I want to address one more thing, okay? And it's okay. I was saying there was hype around gas strings, and I got a lot of blowback for that. Uh so much so that even Eric Griggs contacted me and you know, we had a, a very friendly discussion. He's a super nice guy. Um Yeah, actually I like him a lot. He's a great dude. Yeah, he's super cool. And you know, he said a lot of nice stuff to me and he was like, Hey, you know, good job in Vegas. And I was like, dude, I was like, I'm nobody. Don't pay attention to how I did in Vegas. Okay. Um, he's super nice guy. And, um, he told me like, you know, we had to increase the price of strings cause you know, it, it was imperative that we had to do that. He's like, I didn't want to do it. That's not what I want to do, but we have to. He's like, just so you know, I donate a lot of money to the NFAA and to all these other events x y and z i get that that's that's stuff but getting back to the thing he was like 
I he's like, I think you're mistaken on this hype thing. He's like, we don't hype anything. And at the time, I didn't. I just you know I just brushed it off, and I was like, well, I was like, the hype comes from giving out a ton of staff contracts, right? You give every Tom, Dick, and Harry a pro staff contract, they're gonna hype it for you. You don't actually have to say it because now you've built an army of loyalists, right? Would you agree with me there? It's a it's a tact. Okay, so it's a marketing thing. That's a that's got to be like a marketing strategy. Okay, so all right, the, I I'm gonna you actually just touched on something that's something that's like a pet peeve of mine that that exists within the entire industry, mm-hmm. not just strength. Right, Trueball does this too. Trueball is you, guilty of the you, same thing. You so. I'm just. Do you mind if I say something just to kind of conclude strings and stuff? Oh yeah. Like well, I'm not like, done with strings, but go on. Okay. Well, okay. Well, all I wanted is all I wanted to say was like, um, when it, when it comes to the price of strings, like I think that strings are priced fair. Uh huh. You know, okay. and that you are going to have craftsmen like like uh, like Parkinsons who make an exceptional product that's cheaper. Like that's just going to always exist. Right. right. And so people, people have a right to choose. Um, you know, the, the only thing I would say to you as an advice is like, like if you're going to like, you can, you can say, I, I would say like, you can say good things about somebody without having to destroy something else. Right. Even, even if, even if you did have a negative experience. Right. I, but you, look, at, you I, know? I also said that I shoot, yeah. I shot gas strings all year. All indoor season, and those strings are still on my bow, and they still shoot yeah. great. My and, indoor and bow think, has gas and, strings and, on it. Yeah, and the last thing I was just gonna say is like, like for for as many for as many people, like if you if we took a a panel of a two hundred people in Vegas and and you asked asked them, you know, hundred of them like are gas bow strings great? You're gonna have like a dozen of them that say no, they're garbage because X, Y, and Z happened, mm-hmm. and then and then you're going to ask another, you know, group of people and, and you're going to have a bunch of them say the exact opposite and say, no, they're the best streams I ever had. And then you're going to go to, let's say somebody ask them if they've shot ABB strings. And, and then you're going to get 12 guys that say, no, they're, I've had a terrible experience X, Y, and Z happen. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to also have an equal number of maybe not equal, but you're going to have another group of guys saying, no, they're the best stream that ever happened. Right. So the thing is, is like, there's always going to be people that have a negative experience or bad. Uh, hey, but to be right? fair, did I not cover all that? Like, did I not say, I don't know. I didn't listen to, I only oh, listened you motherfucker. to your, you better listen. I, to it. I only listened to the second half of your, the, the or sorry, the, the part two of the podcast. Oh, it pains me, dude. There's so much comedy gold from beginning to end, but look at, I, I had I had to stop listening to your show for just a little while because I I felt like every time I listened to your show, like it was just giving me material to like <laughs> light me up. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna use that against. Like, okay. oh, he just, he hold just, on, <laughs> he just he just opened the door for a one liner. Hey, we should be uh, let's be let's be open. Like, if anyone listened to the show, I said good things about gas strings. Also, yeah. I put down. I, I talked about the instances where I saw them fail, and I talked about the instances where I saw them succeed. I shot in Vegas with gas strings. Everyone should know that. I shot all of my indoor season with the same set of gas bow strings. Okay? Everyone should know that. With that being said, okay, these Parkinson strings are on par with them 
I mean, mine are so far. I haven't put as many shots through them. I, I think I think you should. I think you should. Uh, I think if you really want to be scientific about it, you should be having this conversation a year from now with this. Meaning, meaning, I want to see the condition of Jim's strings a year from now. Okay. If you really want to be condition of, in all fairness, how about the condition you, of my strings? You brought up well. You brought up Jim as an example, right? Yes. He has he had that set of gas bow strings on his bow for over a year. Uh huh. But so did Darren, and Darren's strings looked very similar. So did Betts also. All three of them, their strings look like they've been getting chewed on by rats. All right. Now. I, we'll take my strings for for instance, and we'll see. I'll, I'll put them through the ringer. I, everyone that listens to this show knows I test everything. Okay, and I'm not gonna. That would be fair. I yeah. mean, just a year from now, I test like, everything. Well, not even a year from now. I give it five months. If you still even have, the, uh, if you still even have that boat, because you're like, you're you're so like I. That's assuming you still even have that boat. <laughs> what the halon? The halon or my thirty eight. The one you're going to put the gas strings on. The gas strings are already on my 38. They've been on my 38 all indoor season. Okay. All right. So then. Dude, so then. Uh, I feel like you don't even listen to me outside of the show. I listen to you all the time. <laughs> I've been running gas strings on my bow all indoor season. I haven't. I haven't. Why? Well, I, I probably didn't look at. It. I wasn't looking at your bow. Dude, zebra strings don't come like this. You want to well, shit on. You want to shit on some I, strings. I zebra just didn't strings. even. Hey, hey! I just didn't even notice. I okay. just didn't even notice. I, now, now that you bring it up, now I know that you did. I remember you took the factory ones off and put okay. those strings on. Yeah. Um, on the the condition of hype that I was talking about. Okay. Our buddy Jeff went ahead and said, "You know what? I want to shoot the same set of strings that Kyle Douglas is shooting, or X, Y, and Z Pro, Mike Schlosser, whoever. And if I want to do that, I should be able to pay that money and get those strings, right?" He said something along those lines, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. I, Kyle Douglas yeah. even said, when they asked, when asked, what strings do you shoot? He said, I shoot gas. Oh, but you won't be able to get the strings that I'm shooting because Jesse made my strings for me. So, I, I mean, there's some hype there. Wouldn't you agree? Like, this idea that you're going to get Kyle the same set of strings Kyle Douglas is shooting? Well, I applaud him for his honesty because, like, most people would have lied and not said. No, without exactly a doubt. I'm not saying there's anything wrong so. with Kyle Douglas. I'm just saying the idea that you get the exact same. Like, if I go to gas and buy freak show strings, I'm getting the same strings that are on Schlosser's bow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's realistic. Honestly, I could care less if I have the same strings as anybody <laughs> else does. What if it was going to cost you extra money? I I have my own things that I'm working on. I have my own. What if it was going to cost you extra money, Rudy? Let's say you yeah. could pick two Hoyts, right? And I was going to give you a Hoyt tomorrow, but it was going to cost you $50 more. Mm-hmm. I was like, but what's the difference? And I was like, well, this is the same color as the one Mike Schlosser uses. Oh, I, I could. I could. I mean, I could care less than the price of tea in, in England. Exactly. You are so fucking cheap, you wouldn't care. And I am cheap. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with being cheap or not. It's just that that kind of stuff doesn't matter. Oh, for okay. for well, shooting better. No, right. I mean at the end of right. the day, right. that, that okay. kind of stuff. You're 100 percent right. Like to shoot I don't for shooting put, better, that does not matter. And because I think I don't put I don't put know. any onus. I don't put any onus on anything any pro does because I know that everybody 
is different. Yes. And everybody shoots differently. And, and like, I think before every- anyone takes umbrage with my show, they mm-hmm. should know what is like the core thing that I'm all about on this show is getting people to shoot better. Right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. saving some money for you guys also. Because I think that money can go towards a tournament or towards. Let, 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 let me know when that happens, okay? When what? I'm joking. When I save money? <laughs> no, I said let me know when people get better. <laughs> <laughs> people are getting better every day, dude. I'm kidding. Dude, we I was I was beaming and I was picking on you. I hope Caleb Quiocho smokes you at the next tournament. He will, but did he get better because he listens to you? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he listens to George Riles. But you know what? A lot of people have, you know, messaged me and said, "Hey man, like you're speaking some gold here. Your arrow build. No, I know. Your uh, hand ski setup. Yeah, I, you know. Again, it's just I just trying to help everyone around here. I want it's yeah. why I'm pro carbon craft, right? You know firsthand. You've tried other bars. Carbon craft yep. bars are grossly really good, and it's like we've and both, there's no hype. There's, there's no, no hype around them. I've tried other bars too. Like I, you, you know, I went to um back to my Eastern Contours for an event. But dude, I ended up going back to the carbon crafts and it's like you can't beat the price for performance on those. Yeah. And I you know, I hate it cuz there's no hype behind them. They just look like a carbon rod. There's nothing special. There's no like So cool graphic so you were, on them. You were on the you were on the verge of talk about like hype. So like I guess like like what's your what's your definition of hype? Okay. Because I I have a feeling that like unfortunately in this day and age with people, people are so... People want a little bit of hype. I don't even think like people who were born in this country who understand the English language completely. And and I think people say certain things... Are you asking me to define... mean other things. To define hype? Yeah, like what, you, what your interpretation of it is because like... Dude, selling something can, as it being better than it actually is. Or just saying okay. it's over, saying it's better than something else. You know what I mean? Okay. So so my definition of hype is anything that's exaggerated. Okay. Okay. That's, like that's that's what like And by like, your definition, gas strings or any premium strings for that matter aren't hyped. Would you agree? Let me think about that. Say, ask that question again. I said by your definition, uh-huh. I'm wrong then. And these strings aren't. There's no hype surrounding these strings. Um, I don't know if it was. I don't know, man. I don't really. I haven't been paying attention to stuff like I should on Facebook. But I'm going to say no, no. I'm just asking. Like, no, no, no. I'm thinking what I said about it. I'm just saying solely on what I said. According to your definition, I'm wrong. All right. When I say X, Y, and Z strings are hyped. Like, are you talking specifically about the freak shows? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll say for this example, yes. Um, I think anytime a new product comes out, there's going to be a hype around it okay. because there's there's going to be claim. There's going to be uh, there's always going to be a claim, right? And then and then um, our industry. I'm not saying necessarily the company but people 
tend to exaggerate. Mm-hmm. What, I got a good one for the, you. What what the product's actually going to do for you? The ultra let, view, let me, uh, and, The ultra view hinge on the website says never get hung up on your shot again. That's that would be hype. That's exaggeration. That is gross lies. <laughs> To me, it's, I don't want to say it's gross lies. It's just to me that is it, on it, par with sedition. Hold on, you're gonna make me pull out my little stupid dictionary. <laughs> so anyway, all right, all right here, here we go. Uh, promote or publicize a product or idea intensively, often exaggerated, exaggerating its importance. Wait or a benefits. minute, what's the beginning of that? Promoting a product promote, intensively. Promote, promote or publicize a product or idea inten- intensively, often exaggerating its importance or benefits. And industry, here's an example. So, an industry by definition, they are hyped. Yeah, I guess by their staff guess, shooters. So, so I guess I I'm guess right the then. Is, so, by you, definition, you, you prove me right. Like I said, you made me go to the dictionary. Dude, I got to have you on my show more often, Rudy. This is what I need. Okay. Well, okay. So, okay. The um I want to so, say So here so here, here's the thing, right? Like uh-huh. I guess I guess is uh is the is it negative or positive? Meaning like the the you know, hype. You know, everyone's going to create I think it's promotion. good. I think it's good and bad. I think it's good for the sport, right? I think it's good for promotion of a lot of things i think it's bad for shooters that are trying to develop and become better shooters mm-hmm. i think all hype is bad when it comes to trying to become a better shooter i think i think i think uh for a, from a pro shop um perspective it it can like hype is good in the sense of like or i should say it's beneficial to for a bow shop because when new bows are launched, right? People mm-hmm. get excited. People start making YouTube videos about it, and and then and then um, you know people are driven to go to the shop and shoot the bows and actually make purchases, right? Which you know keeps me in business, and you know yes, and, you know because I mean it is a business, right? Yes, but but with with the positive benefits of hype also there's a negative part of it and that's the tribalism like what i call tribalism yeah. right the, yeah. the sort of like like the the forming of these alliances be, you know behind these manufacturers where where one guy who shoots a matthews gets all excited because he shoots a matthews and all guys that shoot Hoyt are stupid are and you then talking about guy, me are you no i'm saying in general like like i'm talking about like you go online and you see what people oh. are saying right <laughs> So there, there's hype that's generated. Oh, so that's... hype can be generated, but it's going to create positive things. That one, that one because... hit really, really close to home, dude. No, but people, but people are people, right? Yes. So people are going to react yeah, to where they are. So, you know so when I... you said something is hype, when you said something was hyped in your last episode, right? Like some people took that as you were saying that as a negative thing, but by yeah. definition, it's it, you're absolutely right. It's true. When a new product is launched, right? Advertising was done. Money was spent. Uh-huh. in promotion and um and and sometimes uh, um and, and oftentimes people make exaggerated claims about what a product can do yeah i think um i have to give props to jeff jenkins right he's yep. on facebook as the, the avid archer he was a guy who had an opposing viewpoint 
he said, you know, Wendell, I think you're a little out of line here in, in all this. And, he said so resp- respectfully, too. Yeah, and, you know, I argued my point to him. Uh, and he was still, you know, we didn't argue our points like like a political argument. We just gave our, our viewpoints, and that was it. And um, yeah. I respect Jeff a lot. And one, for just coming out and saying how he feels, you know, and then, you know, blindly defending his product. That's, you know, or his, you know, his uh, his uh, company that he's sponsored by. But two, Jeff is a guy who, you know the thing I said, save money, go to events, start shooting tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, take your lumps is like what Rubio would say. Jeff's a guy that did that this year. And he went to all these indoor shoots and he shot in the championship class. So he's earned my respect a great deal. So I think, um, you know, I, I had people saying, you know, maybe not, don't give him props, you know, but uh, he gets my respect. And Wait, people told you not to give him props? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Just because, you know. It's an opposing viewpoint. See, see, see. That's the thing, dude. And that's what I. That's what I hate about like people nowadays. Is everyone's so like polarized, right? Like someone. Like I mean, here's the here's the thing, dude. Like you, you have an opinion that I don't necessarily. Let me put it this way: I don't necessarily like you have an opinion that I respect, but you also like, but like, but I disagree with how you deliver the message sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like we can still be like best buds and and hang out and you know and like it, it's not a big deal. But most people can't do that right. because they get they get so so wrapped up in like their own like well you know I don't I, think idea their own ideas you know but but here's 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 what you mentioned earlier though like the whole like staff shooter thing right uh-huh. and and I don't know how many times have we talked about this in the past like on my show and on your show uh-huh. right. But it's like, in my opinion, what hurts the pro shops. Okay, I'll say this: what hurts pro shops more, because I will say that all these companies are saying they're all about dealer support and supporting their dealers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, which is great. You know, but but then they turn around and create these like massive pro staffs. Yeah. Of like, like anybody can get on a pro staff. Right. Who's like, I mean, it, and they're not, they're not pro. Like, they're not even a registered pro shooter, but they're on a pro staff. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm not saying that like it'd be staff shooter, like staff shooter program, staff shooter programs, right? Mm-hmm. But you, you know, like they get and and then they're like, I'm sponsored by Shrewd. I'm sponsored by Trueball. I'm sponsored by by xyz boastering i'm Correct. sponsored by this that and the other yeah. and it's like what they do by doing that is that they just removed a consumer from the pro shop right right, right. and then and then that person goes well i still send everyone to tell everyone to go to the, the pro shop and it's like yeah and then and then once they get in the target archery and start shooting they do the same exact thing you do and get on a pro shop and it's like <laughs> yeah. And it's like, so in, in a way, it's like they're competing with the dealer because then, like, oftentimes, you know, the, the pro staff, the pro staff deal is very close to dealer cost. If not, sometimes, uh, sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's yeah, not. Sometimes it's better and, than, yeah. And sometimes it's not. 
right? And then, and it's like, how does that, how does that help the dealer? You, you know what I'm saying? And right. it's like, it doesn't. It's a ta- and it's one of those things where I think like, like it, it's a cancer that's in our in our system because like one company does it and then all of them do it, and then it's like even companies that know they shouldn't do it do it anyways because then the other guy's going to do it anyways and they're going to lose that business. And it's just like, like, who are we marketing to at that point when like half if, and and here's the thing, like, I mean, I love target archery, but I hate target archery. Right. At the same time. Who they're marketing to are the guys that want logos on their Jersey. But, but here's the thing. And like, like I love outlaws, right? Outlaws is great. Right. Uh, But you can throw a butt in there. Go on. When, I was talking, I was having this conversation with Austin today, right? Tread lightly, And sir. so, no, what, here's what I'm <laughs> going to say. It's like, we really, Outlaws has just become battle of the shops. The shop so. shooters. It, 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 it's, it's, it meaning like, I'm curious to see what the percentage of people that are shooting Outlaws that don't have a jersey or are not affiliated what about with, Brandon with, Williamson? with the shop. Brandon Williamson won, and he's not really a, he's not really a shop shooter. He he, but he's an actual pro. Yeah, he's sponsored by Prime. Uh huh. I mean that. Okay, so that's one guy. But I'm saying in general, like you know, a lot of a lot of us are affiliated with some sort of shop, mm-hmm. right? And so my my point is is like who who are we who are we promoting and who are we marketing to? So like, let me put it this. Oh, way, I see. Okay, because everyone's going to be loyal to their own shop anyway. Yeah. So like, if 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 like if uh, like. I go, yeah, well, I'm going to wear my West Coast jersey and I'm going to go shoot Outlaw, which is a great thing to do if you want to get better. I mean, Outlaws is an amazing uh, organization for what we have here in the West Coast. You go to one of these events, right? And it's like you shoot with another guy on on another team. Like like you're wearing your jersey. He's wearing his jersey. It's like you let's say you shoot a little bit better than that guy is that guy suddenly going to be like oh yeah i'm going to go start shopping at his shop because he's obviously getting better information over there than like like no, it, it just not. It, it's not it's non-existent right you know yeah. what i'm saying so like yeah when when you go to a tournament and like more than half of the attendants have a are shop on jersey. some kind of deal whether it's through a shop or whether it's through the manufacturer through us through a staff shooting program mm-hmm. like like there's a point where it's like how, who how is how is that a a return on investment for the manufacturer and how is that even a good return on investment on, for the shop for the shop right and and all it does is create like this like this uh um tribalism with different brands you know and right. it's like i think that's one of the um and i think i, I mean i don't want to put words in jeff's mouth because i really like jeff yeah right but at the same time, like, I think he saw you say, in his mind, he saw you say something negative about something that he really likes and is something really super passionate about it. And I think that it, it bothered him. Yeah, because oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people I bother, you know, because I say some, you know, fairly abrasive things sometimes. But I welcome, you know, I welcome his, um, his point of view. And I thought it was really yeah. cool that Eric, Griggs took the time out of his day to message me and you know he he tried to he said you know it's, it's not hype I do you know I have to pay salary you know or I have to pay employees and well I think I think I think also. we're 
I think we're taking the definition of hype and misunder misinterpreting it. I know, but it ultimately no. I'm saying we just we just use facts here. Okay, this is I'm a facts based person, and mm-hmm. I looked up the definition yeah. on in the dictionary live yeah. on your show, and I was right. And and the, the way by definition. By the but by, by definite, I don't even know if you understood what the definition is. <laughs> no, I I got it. So yeah, so by definition, any product, whether it's uh, you know the latest and greatest new West Coast hat, mm-hmm. or the latest and greatest release, yes, or whatever, there's going to be some kind of promotion behind it. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be hype around it. I think yeah. the thing that you know, I think saturating the market with staff shooters is one way to hype something it is i think it's it and sure it's a, it's a legitimate way to do it you know but uh, and uh and i feel i feel bad for the average guy because like the average bow hunter because here's the thing right like us target shooters you get free you know i'm not even going to throw myself in the mix but i'm going to say staff shooters mm-hmm. in general like in the mix right mm-hmm. like that market is saturated like yes like tar- like guys in target are not selling to other guys in target right but what's happening is those guys are in their local clubs mm-hmm. and they're giving advice and telling other people what they should be shooting and it's completely bi- biased yes yes it's because yes i agree but here's the thing and, and i'm yeah. telling people about these tom parkinson strings that i bought i didn't get anything for free i'm not sponsored by him he doesn't do that all right I want to see a bank statement. <laughs> a bank statement? I have an invoice, dude. I'll show you the invoice. But that's the thing. Invoice, invoices Th- can be fabricated. This is shit I paid for, and then I'm trying to share this with everybody. There's no... Okay. I get zero kickback from Tom, okay? okay. Like, um, I don't get a jersey. I'm not going to put him on my put a logo on my shit. It, it, this is just something I'm trying to share with people. And, and I'm just trying to say, hey, it, it's, you know... It's like you said, the the guys that are you know either bow hunters or new to the sport, they're going to get sold shit by target shooters that are biased one way or another, like or 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 club guys who, or club guys that are biased who get, one a, way who get a guy who get a deal, dude. At, at Redwood Bowman, it used to be Twisted X bow strings, that dude, super like we all shot that those strings up there, but here's the thing, I'm a shooter, I'm a target shooter. I'm a registered quote registered pro, all right. Um, I do okay in the sport. I have no affiliation to a string company. I can tell. I feel like my um, recommendation for a string is something that you can rely on, all right. And like I said, like I have gas strings that are still on my my indoor bow. They're still working. They're not yep. ghost strings. They're 452X. If you hey, want to and I think, save some money, you can get Tom Parkinson strings and get a, uh, you know, you can you get a little more in-depth with the string build. Yeah. No, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, no, I get it. That's all. That's all. But, you know, but I, I think... I, all, I, all I would say is, like, say, preliminar- pre- uh, preliminarily, because you just put them on the boat, right? So uh-huh. it's like you haven't. I would say, I would say, like to 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 take the real, to do that, like to be really scientific about it. 
you, you'd need to give it more time, which I think we both agreed we're yes. going to do. Yes, I do agree. Yeah. Okay. There, okay, but here, here's something that's interesting about these that I didn't, I can't figure out if it's the strings or if it's the geometry of the bow, right? The X-Comp is kind of built like um, an XT2000 Hoyt. You know what I mean? The limb geometry and the... Uh, like how close the bottom of the right, the bottom limbs are to the the grip. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like a prevail. And um, this bow, I got bear shaft tune this morning. I was able to bear shaft tune a field arrow, which I've never been able to do with any bow in a field arrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I got. I got my TRX-38 to bear shaft a 27 diameter arrow. But I, I'm, you know, I'm top-hatted all the way to the left. Like my top hat's got my cams all the way to the left. Um, I'm running my bar out. For this bow, I had a top hat down the middle. Mm-hmm. So is it the strings? Is it the... Thir- the Because remember, Austin put bloodline strings on his bow, and it flipped the, the paper tear for him. This is the exact opposite. These are thicker strings uh, because I have 32 strand. Yeah. Do you think that think pla- plays into the paper tear? So I think, I think what, and this is just like, I think that high performance bows or bows that are really fast are very sensitive to uh, like string oscillation or just, or just like, like right tear left tear right uh-huh. like if your arrow is tearing left right it, or low usually like it's an indication of like a weaker arrow uh-huh. and like a, a right tear is like a typically is like an indication of something that's like in a, a stiffer reaction uh-huh. and so i think like what whatever by switching the strings maybe the bloodline strings that austin put on his bow maybe slow things down so what i would have done what i would have done is i would have like shot this i would i would like to have had a chronograph reading of the bow Mm -hmm. of the bow uh before and after before and after yeah because like when i had when i had the spiral cams when i first got the spiral cams on my invicta i was having left like a left tear that Uh that i was having trouble getting rid of right and when i took the speed knocks off of my when I took the speed knots off the off the bow, it eliminated the the the, the tear and it was a bullet hole. Hmm. And so by removing those speed knots, it actually like reduced the performance or slowed down the speed. That was with the Invicta. Of the bow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, so so you know, you know it. Yeah, I mean, strings can affect the bow in a positive or negative way. Right. Right. I think the build. I think the way those strings fit inside the cam track end up resulting a lot in the way that bow behaves. Yeah. You know? And I think that's such a generalized statement, but I mean like through paper, I think it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. So yeah. Well, Bear shaft tuning. I had, I was like a little stunned this morning cause, um, you know, I, uh, well, you know, I did some, preliminary paper tuning yesterday and i was getting right tears after i had top headed all the way left because 
I for, uh, always have run on my, you know, my last 38 top hat all the way left. This bow, you know, my indoor bow top hat all the way left. So for my Halon, I top hat all the way left and got a right tear. And I was like, well, that's weird. So I started to back it off a little bit and bring the cams middle. And then I, this morning I went and bear shafted and I was like, what the fuck is this? Normally a bullet hole through paper for me results in a right bear shaft at about 20 yards. I know, I you, know maybe you're, you don't maybe fuck you're around with, better. you don't now nah, you don't fuck around with bear shafts. Do you? Uh, I, I have, yeah. um, when I'm feeling confident, like if I feel like I'm making good shots and like, I'm not just, I'm not getting the grouping that I want at mm-hmm. longer distance. I'll shoot a bear shaft and see where it and goes. See if there's something. Yeah. See but I've, I've, I've still always had the best results from walk back tuning and, uh, which I haven't, I didn't do that last year for my outdoor, but I actually, uh-huh. I just, I just shot it through paper and then went and got marks and shot the bow. Hmm. Oh, I do intend to walk back tune with this. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do that this year. I, I've had my own demons that I've been working through this year. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I feel like I'm making progress today. I today I shot um, my bow this morning, even though I forgot my rangefinder. Like I wasn't intending to get marks, but like at the distance that I kind of you know oh, that's paced right, you out, forgot your rangefinder. <laughs> yeah, the distance that I paced out, like I shot. I was <laughs> making really good shots, and I felt like the the changes that I've made are going to be good. Cool. Well, so, I, you know, I hope that I can get practice in with you this weekend, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyways, did you did you cover everything you wanted to cover? Uh, with you, yeah. There's some stuff I'm going to cover independently. I think. Oh really? Yeah. Well, you know, here. I'll since you got you on the phone, I'll, we'll just get you in on some of it. All right. Um. No, no. You know, I'll, I'll do it on my own because I'm going to put it at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> All right. Whatever. <laughs> you can listen to the episode. It's not anything exciting. All right. No, I probably won't even listen to this one. To <laughs> you dick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, Rudy, thanks for coming on. It's always, I always call you, you're like my, my Jen Saki. you know? You're like my press secretary that is going to be like, oh, let's get Wendell, let's, let's get Wendell off the stage here. Let, let me take over. <laughs> the only problem is I'm like a Joe Biden that wants to talk. Yeah. Yeah. And but but what comes out of your mouth is like incoherent flabbery. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm more like uh, Donald Trump. I'm like these strings these are, are gay. No, you're not. I'm like these are gay. These strings are gay. You're gay. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, you're you're the Joe Biden of our. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make that no. a thing. Let's not make that. Wait, a wait, thing. wait, wait. Hey, no, come no, on, no. man. Come on, man. You're- you're the AOC of our show. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You throw oh. in a little bit of sass and you think you're right about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I am right. I'm like, no. I was telling my butt, my friend that was saying, hey, let's like not give other people a point of view here. I was like, no, I want to. I want to be the Joe Rogan of archery. <laughs> You want to have sex with John Dudley? <laughs> and Cameron Haynes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, 
said. We should probably we should probably we should probably end this. You're now. like cut that, cut that, cut that. I'm like, don't worry, Rudy, I'll cut that. No, that's going into the episode. Let it be known that was Rudy Sandoval that said that. <laughs> dude, if you ever meet Joe Rogan, he's gonna fucking kick a hole in your chest, dude. <laughs> I actually I like Joe Rogan actually. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan, mm-hmm. dude. I would shave my head uh, if my wife would let me, but I just have a beautiful uh, head of hair. And I'm about to be, you know, in my 40s. So you kind of don't fuck around if you still have hair in your 40s. You just grow it. Delusions of grandeur are very, is a very serious problem. Yeah, buddy. I got all Anyways, I mean, thanks for Thanks for having me on, dude. But really? I, I don't know. Thanks for being my press secretary, bud. I hey, I'm not your press secretary. I'm just, you know, just saying. No, 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 you you do good, dude. I I like how you, you know you bring a viewpoint. I even told Jeff, you know, Jeff on on the side. I was like, you know, you know, thank you for giving me an opposing viewpoint because it makes the conversation more valid. And I was like, just so you know, Rudy told me I'm a piece of shit because I'm not supporting shops <laughs> by by pushing uh, independent string maker. <laughs> I I already told you that it. It, I think it's cool that you're trying different things, but no, I appreciate that. You buddy. know, but people, I think people also need to be realistic. And yes, I'm going to say that probably there, there's a, a mix of there's a mix of people that probably listen to your show uh-huh. as well as mine, I, as well as mine, because like a lot of my listeners end up coming into the shop. Yeah, and um, like even though I haven't really produced an episode in the last uh, like four weeks, but anyways. Um, they uh and 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 you get people who are really new into the sport and rely on the shops mm-hmm. for they rely on shops because for one they don't have the time to get a boat press and learn how to do stuff for themselves right or they can do some stuff for themselves but they still rely on on your help right yes and then you have guys that are like i'm gonna say i'm gonna say like you have a guy like i'm gonna say like zach walker right uh-huh who listens to your show is a great dude and a good buddy of ours, but that dude doesn't need a shop. Right. He has his own bow press. Yes. He, he can, he can go, he can pretty much do like 99.9% of everything that he needs to do himself. Yeah. So he might, he might listen to that show and be like, yeah, I think I'm going to give those strings a try and buy a set. Yeah. And, and, and he'll benefit from it. Yeah. I might, but st- then, he might set up a Hamsky arrow rest the way I, you know, I recommend, or the way that you copied Tony Wilkie, and yes, then, yes, yeah, hundred okay. percent, yeah, and then and then um, and then uh, another guy might be listening to your show who like the the guy that does rely on on the shop. Then then it gets tough for him because then it's like, well, he can't he can buy that <laughs> string, he can he can buy that string, but then when he takes it to the the shop, it's like. It, I've it, told it, people it, to go it, to the shop of, and ask it's you kind of a, to it's set kind up of a, a dick move. I've told people to go to the shop and ask you to set up a hamski my way. <laughs> uh, I don't you got to re- you, you got to realize that I've set it up like quote unquote your way like long and I've done it long before you even Oh, I, I, it's got nothing to do with who did it first. I'm just saying I tell people to do that so you have more work to do. Doesn't doesn't bother me because at West Coast <laughs> we do everything because we, we aim to we, please. We, at West we Coast. just do, we just do things the right way. So bam, I mean, West Coast archery. 
Go see yeah. Rudy Sandoval. He'll have you shooting a bullet hole. Or or you can go see Austin. You know he you know he can. Yeah, uh, you ask Austin to help you bear shaft tune. Bam. Yeah, we 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 do bear shafting for. Are you serious? We we, we do do bear shafting. Um, a lot of times when people are having trouble with broadhead flight, mm-hmm. uh, bear shafting, doing bear shaft tuning with your bow with your hunting bow, um, um, can help you get closer to getting your broadheads to hit. No shit. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll have to remember that for yeah. next time. We're 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 the kind of shop that we're not trying to like. We're not trying to tell people how to do things. Like, we're just trying to help people like get their equipment, you right, know, working right. the best for them. Do you and, think like, I? We're always do you we're always I open. Tell people how to do things. Like, do you think I have a dogmatic um, approach to? Do you think I? Did you see me like Hitler, like on a podium, making a series of loud demands? I think I think a lot of times you tell you you tell people more what not to do as opposed to what to do. Yeah, I would agree there. I would agree there. Oh, I mean, because I try is, to help people save them time. I've made all the mistakes before, you know. Yeah. So I've been there. Yeah, I don't. I no. I I think you do a good job. Just and the thing is, is like like I said, you and I have always butted heads on stuff, and you know, over the years on different stuff. And, uh huh. It's no, it's no big deal. No, no, not at all. I, I that's yeah. why I like having you on the show, man. I like a, a, an opposing viewpoint. You know, cool, man. Yeah, you're wrong. Right, well, I'm gonna. But, okay. All right, buddy. Well, hey, thanks for coming on the show. All right, bud. Have a good one. All right, dude. Thanks, Rudy. Uh, I'll see you on Sunday, buddy. We'll get some practice in. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right, later, pal. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, and that's the show with Rudy Sandoval. You got to hear him, you know, me and him do our witty banter and talk back and forth regarding strings. Um, yeah, it's a big one. I I hope to end the conversation on this now because it's devolving into this brand, my brand versus your brand thing. And that's not what I want this show to be about. It's never what I wanted this show to be about. I've always wanted to be about finding something that works optimally and if it's lower cost uh then that's what i'm going to push if it's you know in some way engineered better or it's like you know just the way like i run my ham ski right it's different it's you know the kevin wilkie way but i firmly believe it's a better way you know for a series of reasons and that's why i share it with you guys uh uh I use it. It works. It can be replicated. You guys can set your shit up like that too. So, um, that's all. That's all. Uh, I got no beef with Eric Griggs. He's a super nice guy. Um, I got no beef, you know, with like my buddy Jeff or anyone that has any opposing viewpoint. I welcome that shit on my show. I love it when someone comes forth and tells me, let me, you know, uh, or someone says, I disagree. Um, it just, it, it creates conversation and I like, I like having conversations with people. I think it's good for everyone else to look through this shit and form their own opinions and maybe get to learn a thing or two. Uh, I don't know what you're going to learn from this one, but you know, I'm kind of thinking maybe I could get uh Tom Parkinson on the show and he could talk about strings. I'm not sure. I'll ask him 
but he knows so much. And if you guys check out his, um, his Facebook, he is constantly testing things and it's something I, I am all about. I am always testing shit on my bows. So, uh, yeah, I hope you guys like it. Um, I, I didn't want to talk about strings a whole bunch. I know I, I kind of go, you know, off the deep end sometimes. Um, but everything I said, I stand by. And, uh, and I just hope you guys all know, I'm, I'm just trying to sift through the, the unnecessary in hopes that we all, you know, I can tell you what I think will make us better as archers. So, Thank you guys for listening. This episode was brought to you by DB Custom Coatings. Darren just did an American flag, a regular American flag on an Invicta, my buddy Austin's. Uh, I hope to post it up pretty soon so you guys can see. It looks freaking sick. Makes me want to get it done. I have two bows that are like just black, like boring black. And I'm like, fuck, I really want to get them Cerakoted, but... I got them both shooting so good. I'm so nervous to tear tear them down. <laughs> if I if I had more time to waste, you know, on tuning bows and shit, oh, you better believe it. I'd have them both torn down already. But anyway, uh, DB Custom Coatings, get your bow Sarah coated. Uh, Carbon Craft Stabilizers is the other sponsor to this show. Um, I am gonna loan out my two bars. <laughs> to someone who wants to try them as of this moment you guys can't always get this from me but as of this moment i will let you know if you're curious in trying them i'll let you borrow my personal set it's a 30 and a 15 um they are going to be out right now so i'll i'll let you know when when you guys can start requesting to use them and try them out um yeah carbon craft bars they're just the no bullshit <laughs> no bullshit bar man small business stuff uh that's what i'm all about uh thank you guys for listening uh next week we'll get into some more you know we'll stop talking about this little debate piddly bullshit and we'll get into the stuff that actually makes you better okay all right guys uh the only thing getting invaded on this show is your eardrums peace <laughs>